How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your Look sets. Back. There are two of us sitting here. To my right is oh, Garrett. Right here is Matt. Damn. My name, if you haven't, if we haven't met. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I've been away a little while, sick as a dog. And so glad to be back. Um, I'm 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 feeling like seventy percent ish somewhere in that neighborhood. I feel good, feeling a little better every day. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. thank you guys. I I honestly it was great. I got some some Facebook messages and and uh, Instagram messages from some fans. I appreciate you guys so much uh, for just reaching out and and wishing me well during my recovery. Um, getting better every day, like I said. So uh, we appreciate you guys being here on episode number eighty eight. Of how about that cigar live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios? I know eighty-eight. It's great. Well, it's the year. It's the year that Die Hard came out. One of the best Christmas movies of all time. Amen. That's right. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for being with us live on episode number eighty-eight. As always, coming to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And if I could get, I got to relearn how to do all this stuff, guys. <laughs> uh, so, Drew Estate wants to announce. The shipping of both the Undercrown Shady 20 and Undercrown Dojo Dogma Maduro to Drew Diplomat retailers nationwide. Both the Undercrown Shady 20 and Dojo Dogma Maduro share a powerhouse blend similar to the Undercrown Corona Viva, each with a toothy San Andreas Maduro wrapper, Connecticut stock cut Habano binder, and the highest quality Nicaraguan and Brazilian fillers. The Shady 20 is a 5x50 box-pressed bellicoso, well-aged and packing a punch, while remaining smooth and sophisticated. The Dojo Dogma Maduro is a unique 6x56 box-pressed Toro, packaged in stunning 10-count boxes for 2020. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, this... I'm just, I, I'm so excited to be back, guys. Seriously, it's just, it's been too long. Uh, this is my, I'm, I'm just firing up this cigar. Um, I'm not going to lie. So the last time I smoked a cigar before this one, uh, Garrett came over and we were watching uh, the Packers play the Bears mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Football. That was the 29th of November. Yeah. That was the last time I smoked a cigar until I lit this up just a few minutes ago. So 16 plus days 16 days yeah man without a cigar my taste and smell are still coming back to me as great a, this is the southern draw desert rose lonsdale as much as i know this because I, I smoked it before i got sick i know this cigar tastes and smells fantastic not a damn thing right now <laughs> that's all nothing he's just here for the ride i'm just here for the ride just <laughs> you know appreciate you but right now it's just it's but i i knew my first cigar out of the gate i should probably choose something a little bit on the milder side, mm-hmm. not trying to hurt myself, you know, not trying to prove anything to anybody. So I uh, just wanted to ease my way into it. Um, so exciting news for my team, mm. the Green Bay Packers mm. won the NFC North. Mm. Well, now I have a team to root for. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So the the uh, what? Nothing. I, I don't know what the Vikings had some streaks where well, they looked we played really our, good this season. Yeah, but last week we played our guests team, and uh, we can talk about that a little bit yeah. on the show. Because uh, basically, 
uh, uh, we don't kick field goals anymore. That's just not something the Vikings are doing. All right, that is true. And the Vikings have been known for the past few years, number of years, number for of getting years. their dreams dashed by kickers. But there is something going on across the league, and it's not just this season. It started within the last three seasons or so. Yeah. You've got kickers missing point afters. You've yes. got kickers missing 27-yard field goals. Yeah. All over the place. They're missing them left. They're missing them right. I don't yeah. know what the hell is going on with kickers. I, I, I couldn't say, uh, but... The the best little uh, meme thing that I saw this week was somebody had posted a picture of a screenshot of Madden with a Viking kicker, and the arrow was like way left. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> that's what's going on. Well, um, and uh, real quick before I forget, I would like to announce the winner from last week's. Mm. Uh, Christmas giveaway. We are going to be sending that pack from Sodi Cigar to John Lovell. Hey, John, congratulations. John, you've been uh, a great uh, fan and uh, somebody who gives us love and support. And uh, we're going to be sending that out this week. So, yeah. Thanks for supporting us and uh, enjoy that gift from. Sodi cigar and how about that cigar? Absolutely. And I so so I I want and I want to you know say to everybody, you know, uh, publicly to thank Garrett for you know taking taking over the reins while I was away because you know this this is not easy putting these shows together and there's a lot of moving parts and buttons to click on and different pages to read and graphics to put up on the screen and stuff like that and it's not easy to do at all. So Garrett really really stepped up and. Uh, handled everything so i appreciate that and i watched well the first the show two weeks ago i watched live while it was happening because i was actually able to stay awake for the whole show i just couldn't be around the cigar smoke but last week when when john mctavish was on as much as i would love to have been on the show with john because i love that guy i just couldn't even be awake i couldn't even stay awake for it because i was so medicated and exhausted so but uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. As always, if you guys uh, are smoking and drinking along with us while you're watching, put that in the comments. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking. And, you know, we'd love to uh, get that conversation going. Uh, but we would like to right now welcome our special guest to episode number 88 of 88. How About That Cigar Live, Danny Vasquez. Welcome to the show, brother. How's it going? What? Uh, good. What's going on, guys? Oh, oh, man. man. Yeah, we appreciate you being on the show, man. It's we we uh, it's it's an exciting end to uh, 2020. There's, it's been a crazy year all across the board, but you know you have some super awesome stuff happening right now that we want to give our viewers and listeners a chance to to learn about. And uh, but before we do that, uh, we do have to read our Corona piece. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks. See, I'm out, I'm out of practice. I'm mm -hmm. out of practice. Thank you, Garrett, for that. We got to. We got to pay the bills. So, for guys, right. as always, our special guest segment is brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. 
You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, Danny, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Um, Also, uh, screw you and your Tampa Bay (laughs) Buccaneers for... uh, Oh, gosh. I want my Vikings to do well. But at least we ran... We ran on you guys. Uh, Delvin Cook had 100 yards, 106 yards, which was the first time in uh, over a season that somebody had run 100 yards on that. So that was the moral uh, victory. (laughs) But man, I needed it. You know, it's funny. I was so we were so busy. um, uh, Well, Sunday I was actually went out with some friends, and I I was kind of keeping an eye on the game. But I also I couldn't have. I'm making another loss, and I'm just like, you know, we're still in the we're still in the wild card position, but I'm just like, I, I can't, you know, I just wouldn't have been able to take it because look, I mean, we put a thumping, a thumping on the Packers, right? Yeah, and then lose to like yeah. Carolina, Carolina, or you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you you gotta be kidding me, yeah. uh, you know? When I looked at the schedule, I'm like, all right, Green Bay will be tough, we'll lose to KC, uh, but man, you know, we play. I think we could beat the saints which we lost twice like we could definitely beat the falcons you know i'm looking at like man we could do really well and uh you know also we're just losing to these teams that we should totally be beating you know the bears lost to me really hurt because i have some friends that are bears fans and i had to deal with that shit and uh so (laughs) but yeah i needed that win so sorry sorry no no i get it no it's Um, uh we've we've been you know i think a viking fan is very similar to a tampa bay fan other than uh, the fact that we don't have a Super Bowl trophy at all, but uh, just the up and down of our teams uh, seems pretty similar over the last, uh, especially ten years or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a stupid roller coaster ride since we won the Super Bowl in 03 or whatever it yeah. was, and uh, it was like a dismantling of the team, a a rebuild of the team, and that not working out too. So. Uh, I mean, look, you know, we were, I, I've said it a bunch of times, we were like the third or fourth highest scoring team in the league last year. Um, you know, with there we were with KC and the Rams and the Patriots. And uh, that was with a, you know, not a, look, he was a, he was a okay quarterback. He just had, we had, he had some issues, right, with yeah. turnovers. So when we got Brady and Gronk, that Gronk really hasn't done much this year either. You know, I was like, there, there's no way, you know, we don't go. I don't know, thirteen and three after looking at the schedule, or twelve and four, and yeah, you know. But Brady, well, you know, but it's well, tough. I, I think you know, and Matt and I talk about this a lot that um, Brady is the best of all time. Um, he just he is. If if uh, yeah. if I am picking an all team, and I'm picking quarterback, yeah, it, it's you know a no brainer. Yeah, um, but. Tom Brady of 2020 is not Tom Brady of, uh, you know, 2005. Um, 
but sure. No, he's no. still a no, sure. But even They're, if you know, yeah, I mean, even if just if some of the glimpses that you can see. It, sorry, guy with truck. Um, <laughs> there's a Brady's never Brady never had a receiving core like he did this year, like he does this year, oh my right? Gosh. Like. The, there was the Brown, year he had Randy Moss, but, you know, he went bananas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. And, you know, and Gronk, Gronk coming in and still wouldn't have been the best tight end, right? And, you know, right. so O.J. Howard. And and you're just like – and then we, we signed uh, – uh, well, we had, our rookie running back is, is doing really well. We signed Fournette, you know, and it's like, man, we have yeah. a lot of the pieces. Our division isn't that good other than other than the Saints. Um and and you're like, well, I think we could still, I think we can, you know, beat the Saints. And then week one, it was, just, you know, done. So, yeah. um, you know that and that was, that was a wake up call. Yeah, we're still waking up, I guess. <laughs> so, um, Danny, we talked to so many people about this specific thing this year, just because, you know, 2020 has thrown all of us for a loop. 2020 has just been, it's yeah. been weird. We've had, we've all had to make adjustments mentally and to the way that we work, the way that we do family stuff, the way we shop, the way we do everything really. So, um, and, and part of something that comes along with that is, you know, maybe you, you start to, you know, have, a, have anxiety or, you know, san- <laughs> you know, I say this laughingly, but sanity issues in certain areas of our lives, you know, so what have you been doing sure. during 2020 just to kind of stay level and stay sane during this just ridiculous, crazy year? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's funny. Uh, at the beginning of 2020, like right in, right in February, uh, so like a month before-ish, um, I'd started getting into meditation, right? I, I always kind of liked meditation, but it was tough. But this year, I was like, you know, I want to take it seriously. I really want to learn this, and 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 it's not really. I mean, you you learn it, but you you practice it, right, and get better mm-hmm. at it, and 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 all that. So, literally, uh, maybe a month before, we went to a, a a TM kind of intro, which is transcendental meditation, which is just like kind of the ability to stay completely quiet, um, and and with practice, kind of turn your brain off right and uh and really just be in this in this sense of um of quiet yeah even mentally um and you know where it sounds like okay that's kind of weird but the idea is that it helps um it actually helps exercise the part of the brain the, the strength part of the brain that helps you deal with you know whether it be anxiety or you know work related things and and stuff like that so it's actually like a brain exercise yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I was all for it and you know, there's so many like, you know, super intelligent people that do it and, and, you know, celebrities and, and all these people that kind of, you know, swear, swear by meditating that I, I really want to look into. And that, and that really tra- transformed my life, my wife's life, uh, and couldn't have come at a better time than this year. And, uh, yeah. and so, you know, we were doing that. It's about 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes some, at some point in the afternoon. Uh, and then at night, uh, we try to as, as, as often as, as we can to meditate for an hour or so before bed. Right. And, and that just kind of helped, you know, realign your thoughts. And, and with me, you know, I had a lot of anxiety issues and I'd be 
I would do Xanax and things, you know, prescribed, of course. And not, not the street value, uh, <laughs> not the street Xanax <laughs> prescribed. Um, and, you know, about a month after kind of doing it regularly, uh, I was really off of it. And, uh, and so that, that has kind of kept my sanity this year. Yeah. Um, but it was, it came at a perfect time where we were home all the, all day, every day and the kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, it was, it was kind of a perfect timing, but other than, you know, so I don't know if it, it has to do with doing that, you know, at, at the number one time where we needed it, but, um, it made 2020 not, I mean, not only not as bad for us personally as family, but, um, it's been a really great year for us uh, kind of all around. Right. Yeah. So, uh, um, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be dumb to say that, you know, one doesn't correlate with the other, you know, one has definitely helped with the other. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, sure. No, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Cause there's, um, and we've, we've heard that from a couple people. I know, you know, some people in my own life that, that have, you know, kind of gained some just kind of, uh, um, you know, just some, some perspective and some chill just from, from doing stuff like that and incorporating stuff like that into their daily routines. And honestly, I agree with you. Anything, if if you can find something that's gonna, gonna, you know, just because everything we see around us, whether it's on the news or in social media or anywhere else that we, we tend to gravitate towards, it would always be stuff that's, that's gonna like, uh, right. If I'll speak for myself, it's, it's stuff that's going to rile me up or, you know, make me anxious or whatever. And it's like, I just got to focus on stuff that I know is going to benefit me instead of get me riled up and get me kind of, you know, down this kind of thinking dark and shit like that, you know? So I, th- I, I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't even watch the news. Like especially like the yeah. local news and, and things like yeah. that, and, and you know this election was super stressful. Uh, on top yep. of you know, it's just so much that if you don't you know turn it off somewhere, it you know it's going to have. I mean, it if, if people don't think the news affects you or the shit on TV affects you, right? You're, that's that's part of the affecting you <laughs> is that yeah. you don't even yeah. notice, right? So, um, I yeah, I, I can't. I we, we have so much other stuff going on in our lives that it's just. Yeah, I, I and it's and the, and the other stuff from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, like you said, the other stuff that we have going on in our lives, whether it's our our families or our our you know projects that we're working on, our businesses, stuff like that. That stuff that right. you know, our personal relationships. That's the stuff that needs our attention. I don't need my attention, and I yeah. I started getting way too like down the rabbit hole in social media and you know politics and all this. It's like, man, I had to. I had to hit the just straight up hit the brakes. And mm-hmm. honestly, this sickness that I had, as much as it sucks feeling shitty like this for weeks on end, it it was good because it forced me to stop cold. I mean, absolutely stop cold. There was no yeah. there was no news. There was no social. Although I kind of stopped before that, I quit. So basically, as soon as the election was over, I stopped watching news of any kind. I stopped reading the newspaper. Cause I'm still an old guy that reads the newspaper. I stopped reading the newspaper. I stopped watching the news. 
I stopped, whether it was local news, national news, CNN, doesn't matter. I, I stopped watching all of it after the election was over. I have not seen, I have not seen one second of any type of news coverage since the whole election thing was over. And then I got sick and it's like, it's, it's actually as much, like I said, as much as it sucks, it's kind of been a good thing because it's free. It's, it's freeing me up from all that BS, you know, <laughs> but then, yeah, I, it, then is, I, it puts a lot I, of things in perspective. Well, yeah, but I, I, I have been kind of caught off guard by a couple things recently that have happened. And I think to myself, okay, I have to find a sane way and a, and a good way to kind of get back into it because I want to be informed but I don't want to, you know, have the information that I get drive me up a freaking wall, you know? Right. And especially if that inform or being informed or information is coming from social media or. Yeah. You know, or, and, Which is the best. Just so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facebook's yeah. the best place to get the, yeah. the, the most high quality information is yeah. Facebook. That's the best place. And memes specifically. <laughs> memes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the real story. Yeah. The so, memes this year were is probably the best year for memes. I got in a oh, long, long time. It has. Yeah. We actually yeah. we spend uh, we usually spend a few a few minutes before every show when we're doing prep and pregame, uh, going through some good memes of the good memes <laughs> of the week. Um, yeah, we should, I could we should I could spend some time on the memes. We should like our favorite memes of the week. Or we could do a meme. In, tell you yeah. what, it, since we since we basically didn't have time to do any, hardly any cigar reviews this year. Let, instead of doing a cigar of the year list, let's do a meme, <laughs> meme of, of the, the year, year list. <laughs> How yeah, about there that? Go. How about that meme? Um, so, Danny, so. give us uh, give our viewers and listeners an idea so. of kind of your your origin story when it comes to cigars. Like, when did you? When did you smoke that first premium cigar? When did it really kind of become a, a an interest for you? And then when did it become your vocation? What I love is like we're 23 minutes in and people are like, okay, it's 23 minutes. Who the hell is this guy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, okay. So there's a lot there. My first cigar was like 1999. Like something like that, mm-hmm. 1999, 2000, maybe. Um, and it was, and I've told this story before, and it's it's kind of funny, but um, it it was it was kind of a networking thing, and, and it was a guy was a, a boss or manager of where I was working, and he invited me to the bar and say, hey, you want to come? Like, yeah, sure. One, I'm not even really a big drinker, you know. And it's like super mixed, which means super fruity, which means you know what I mean. So. Um, and he's like, oh, here, you want a cigar? I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, you know. And um, all I remember is it was, it was dark, and it was, you know, I don't know, probably a 56 gauge, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, I was, like, smoking this thing, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I cut it wrong, too. And, um, and I don't know, I was maybe a third of the way in and I was just nauseous. So I was, I mean, I must've been inhaling or doing something wrong. And I just remember it looking all wonky and I, I didn't understand. I was like, you know, this, man, this looks so cool, but it's just, it's terrible. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I got the nick. I had the nicotine sweats. I, I threw up, oh. but what I did, what I, 
yeah, what I did remember, what I do, what I do remember and what I liked was, you know, just kind of that camaraderie of, of, oh, you're here, you know, uh, you're smoking a cigar, you're, you know, and just kind of like that together. Right. And, and, yeah. and that was cool. Now, you know, it was years later by that, before I had my next one, but, um, that was, that was the first one. It was, it was, it was a bad experience for sure. But you kept it then, um, and no idea what it was. Was that? Yeah, you uh, you kept it down though. You didn't uh, you didn't puke anything up. Uh, no, I was fairly close though, man. I was I was sweating, <laughs> watering at the mop. Yeah. But I, you know, oh some, yeah. I I thankfully just asked for a, a a coke or something, which I had no idea, but I wanted a coke. But the, you know, the sugar helps with that, right? So. Yeah, that was, um, there's you a didn't know tobacco tip of the day for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just happened to be that that so the sugar helped, um, uh, but yeah, it definitely felt like growing up. Yeah. So uh, then, when when did you kind so of was uh, next? So, so when then, did you get into it? Yeah. When when did it kind of become a, a hobby or something you regularly started started to smoke premium cigars? Yeah, so I guess it was around uh, more of a regular thing like. Uh, 2011, 2012, and um, I um, there were was regular and and um, you know looking at yeah humidors and this and that and but you know but there was no real actually there was no like cigar social media at the time you know I mean this is, Facebook was in its infancy and and you know there was yeah. MySpace but that that was that was a weird thing. Right. So there, there wasn't a ton of information out there as far as like a guy that really knew nothing. So there was a lot of stuff that I was just kind of piecing together and learning and, and doing stuff like that. And, uh, you know, one of my first like cigar fest up in PA, uh, where you just think like, Oh, this is the greatest thing ever, you know, and like, you know, and then, you know, years later, you're kind of like, ah, it's, it's cool. You know, <laughs> it, it was fun, but you know, I'll yeah. skip it this year or whatever. But, um, but yes, so yeah, so 2012, 2013, when I really started getting um, a little heavier into it. Yeah. And how did it then um, kind of what started that blossoming into, you know, because you were you were working in IT and right. an IT director. And how did it how did it come to pass that you, um, you know, got into <laughs> like I work in the cigar business? Yeah, man, it, it, uh, all of a sudden it, it was, um, you know, uh, a buddy and I, like, like most guys, uh, sitting in a lounge for, for way, way too long or too many days in a row or, or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, just kind of looking around, it was, it was fairly instant. It was like, Hey, uh, you know, we could do this. Right. And it, the initial thought was to do a retail shop, retail store, but, um, you know, the, the, um, the upfront investment on top of, you know, Hey, one of us would need to quit our jobs to do this right away um, kind of didn't really make it blossom into anything more than just a, an idea or a concept. Um, but I, I, at this point start, you know, kind of having different talks with reps and people that, that worked at shops. And I really got more interested in the creative side of, of the cigars. Right. It's because what I didn't realize, you know, back again, we're talking 2013, maybe 2014 now that, you know, these, these lounges were getting these cigars made at different factories and they could get factory, 
you know, because I, I never really looked into it more than just I smoke, you know, like like most like right. The average cigar smoker smokes one and a half cigars a month. Right. That, that guy is yeah. not a super nerd. He just likes that one cigar. So yeah, that's kind of where I was. Right. But you know, smoking, you know, regularly throughout the week. And then I just got I got more into it. And I was like, oh, so these factories would just make stuff for people. And like, how does that work? Right. And, and uh, so I'm like, man, I'd, I'd like to make my own cigar. Like, let's let's see what goes into that. So, you know, super quick, you know, your tobacco, you get, you form your company tobacco permit because you can really talk to factories without a permit and, um, this and that. And it, it was like fast forward, you know, a year and a half later, I still hadn't gotten much further because it was, well, I had some, a couple of health issues in the middle. Of it, so maybe that, you know, that, that was part of it, but it was like, um, I was, there was so much I didn't know just getting into it that it took me, you know, about that year and a half to get to a place where I'm like, Hey, I can launch. I can, I figured this out. Right. So what, and I've said it a bunch of times, like if you have, if you have some money sitting around, you could literally tomorrow get some cigars made, made for you, get some bands made, slap them on and, you know, good luck and go and you can try to sell them if you want it, or you can keep them or whatever it is you want to do. And, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say, hey, at the, at the beginning, it's like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Look, you know, and then I was like, man, you know, I, that, it's not really that's not really me doing anything. That's not me creating. That's not me. That's just me trying to get over on somebody. And and I'm glad I was kind of guided towards that because um, right then and there was when cigar social media really kind of started taking off. And and as you know, I mean, right now it's it's really hard for anybody to hide anything. And, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, I know I would have gotten found out super fast just because, you know, for as many people are, are, are there cheering you on and, and for you, there's a lot of people that are, are against you right? and, and would look for a reason to, you know, um, hurt you in whatever way. Right. So I'm like, man, if I if I just bought these bundle cigars and I threw this band that I made at my house and I printer at my house, like, I mean, that's it's, it's fucking what, what am I doing here? So it, it took that long to really find a factory that I felt I could work with and do different things with and would kind of point me in the direction of like, yeah, look, there's a good guy that makes boxes or there's a couple others, you know, come, come down, check it out. You know, Hey, this guy does bands and you know, so, so it, it, it took me that long before I was like, I felt comfortable with, I can launch a brand, I can have a blend, you know, and we take this seriously. So yeah. I launched, I launched my cigar um, at the end of at the end of July of 2016. Yeah, uh, which was um, which was just in time of the August 8th 2016 kind of deadline for the FDA stuff. So um, that's kind of that's where like I was in I was now in the cigar industry, right? I had launched a brand. Yeah. I was doing shows, you know, the Cigar Dojo. And, coop and all these guys right and, and it was and it was fun and it was doing events and you know it's just meeting all kinds of people and I'm pulling it all in i actually shared a booth with uh ryan gallimore from drew state i'm sure you, you guys know he was uh on yeah. swinger cigar and now now he's with drew state but he he let me share his booth with him because him and i worked on a project together called save belief uh, yeah. save belief was we did a protest on capitol building in in dc on august 8 2016 and um and that's how I that's how I met Ryan. So I actually got to go to Vegas and then I had a trade show, you know, right at the beginning. And and 
hey, it wasn't. I signed a few accounts and this and that, and it, and it was fun. But the experience that I took from that and just seeing and meeting the people was was you know, worth every penny that I spent going out there, man. So, so it was fun. So we're up to there. I don't know. Do you have any? You have any questions about? Well, it's that, it's you know, it's very it's interesting stuff. because of because of the way your story um, kind of fits together. You know, there's there's the launch of the voyage. You know, like you said, right. back in July 2016. And I remember it from back then because I was a uh, a really avid member on Cigar Dojo. So, uh, and they were they were huge supporters of yours, you know, at the very beginning. And I remember yeah. seeing the shows, and and I remember seeing you interviewed on Coop and things like that. And um, and then you know I remember being being surprised and and you know a little bit sad when when all of a sudden one day I was like oh. The brand that brands the, there's an announcement that the so, brand is 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 not going to happen anymore. So what right. kind of you know that must have been kind of a tough time. So what what sort of led to that and and then now there's this awesome exciting news of a of a relaunch of a rebirth of the brand. So what kind of led to right. the 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 brand going dormant for a little while and hibernating? And and now what's right. what what makes the timing right and 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 everything all the stars aligned if you will that now is the time let's let's get this sure. thing rolling again. Yeah. So so like I said, I, you know, I was I was helping this this organization kind of became the unofficial face of Save Belief um, in 2016. 20, uh, you know, I was well, it was kind of over at the end of 2016 uh, once the protest was done, but. I was I was, you know, watching the developments of the FDA regulations against the cigar industry, um, and, you know, I I it had kind of crossed my mind. So why am I doing this if on August eighth, twenty sixteen, like I won't be able to come out with anything new after that, right? Like, what was the point? But in my head, I'm like, well, you know, there's there's a lawsuit coming from me you know, the, the CRA and the IPCPR at the time and, and, uh, and the other cigar association of America. And, and I'm like, well, here, look, I'll, I'll, you know, take this brand for like the next year and build it and and do the clientele and then we'll come up with something new. And, um, and you know, because there's no way that they're going to allow this to happen. Like, right. And, and there's no way that, that this is America. (laughs) Right. So, um, I kind of like rolled the dice and said, Hey, you know, let, let's just keep moving forward. There's no way that, um, that this will still be going on a year from now or, or next year. Right. And, um, and where I was kind of right, um, I was just, you know, three or four years ahead of my time. Um, at, towards the end of year one, for me, there was no, there was nothing that had kind of gotten any better with the FDA issues. And, um, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, just kind of bringing stuff and hoping I didn't get caught and things like that. Right. And, um, I just, we just kind of made the decision. It was like, well, Hey man, that, you know, I, I, I had a vision, I had a goal. We set the goal, we killed the goal. You know, we're not, we're not in any debt. We made some money on this deal. It was a crazy amount of fun. But at the same time, like this is much bigger than 
I even know what's going to possibly happen, right? And I'm not, you know, uh, some giant company where I could kind of absorb it or just, hey, you know, hey, it's okay. We got 30 SKUs. We'll, you know, we'll just keep going on with this, right? So I was like, well, if I can't come out with anything new, and once we had kind of made the decision not to go to Vegas in, in the, the, the next year, because, you know, what am I, you know, am I going to spend X, you know, five, five, seven thousand dollars on two, you know, on a cigar with two skews, right? It's like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, um, for me, I just, I'd rather spend the money on just traveling and, and doing other things. Um, I was just like, just, it's over. It's fine. It's, you know, I, I'll, I'll pull the plug. Um, I, I did what I set off to do. Um, I still had a great paying job, right? So I'm just like, it, it was cool. So, yeah. so that was it. I mean, that that was kind of what what led to it. I just, it didn't allow me to do more, so I couldn't want to. I I I, I couldn't. I, I it's weird to say I couldn't want to do it. Like I couldn't force myself to want to just keep pushing this without without breaking any laws. Right? Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, most people know me, right? So fairly soon after, maybe about a month and a half later, um, uh, I get a message from Skip from from Romacraft, and um, and you know we went we went back and forth. I went, I interviewed, and so for three years, you know, I kind of helped uh, helped with Roma and in, in, on social media side and sales and things there that I, I just learned, um, a ridiculous amount, uh, way faster, yeah. um, than I would have, if I would have even just stayed with my own brand for the, for three years, I got to see a lot of these outs and how things were run and, you know, how to really cultivate that, um, online social media presence and, and, you know, how to manage retail partners. Um, so, we had some we had some personal issues with in with my family my daughter um and i've talked about this my daughter had um or has a condition called von willebrand and um she was consistently getting nosebleeds in in uh texas so von willebrand is an, an issue where um there's an enzyme in her blood that doesn't uh, that um her her blood has issues directing blood cells where to go to to stop blood from clotting right so yeah or to, to help blood clot. So if she were to get a cut, it would, she would bleed longer. It's, it's a, it's in the realm of, of hemophilia. So mm-hmm. in Texas, there's, there's a lot of pollen. It's a lot drier. And she's at first it was, there was nothing. And then she went, she started getting nosebleeds and then weekly nosebleeds and then daily nosebleeds. And, and it just kind of kept going from there. Um, and it was like, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning where you know i'm up with her and she has a nosebleed and, and crying she's like dad you know why does this happen to me why does this happen to- I just, i'm tired of this you know so she was getting yeah. multiple nosebleeds a day and not getting a full night's sleep and so it was kind of there where we had um made this decision you know we had to do something so what would and i kind of skipped apart but what we'd realize we would come to a vacation in florida i grew up in florida we'd come vacation here to visit friends and family and um she didn't have any news bleeds the whole time she was here. Hmm. And at first we kind of thought it was coincidence, but then after a few visits, it was like, okay, she really is not, nothing is happening here. No allergy medicine, nothing. Yeah. So, you know, after that, we kind of made decisions like, Hey, if we figure out, you know, if, if we figure out that there's a time that we need to 
you know, let, let's start putting the plans in motion to move to Florida because I, I, I just couldn't have her live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that was kind of it. We made a decision to come. Um, I put my notice in with Roma and two weeks into that, I, I give a few weeks, uh, two weeks into that was the FDA announcement that, you know, the whole kind of regulating premium cigars has been postponed in, indefinitely or until whatever. Right. So, Although we still don't know what that necessarily means, um, it it still allows us to go ahead and create and and come back and and new things out. And fingers crossed, we should have a few years under our belt uh, by the time you know that stuff kind of goes. As the FDA is now a little busier with global pandemic, um, solve global pandemic solving medicine. Yeah, um, you know, depending on your uh, depending on your level of. Uh, Conspiracy theorists. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, so um, you know, they they make this announcement. So, it it really wasn't until we got here where it was like, hey, you know, this is this is kind of viable for us. Like, let's let's see, let's see what we can do. Um, and what's funny, the flip side of it this time was like, where it took me a year and a half to find a factory that would actually work with me. I had multiple factories reaching out to me um, saying, Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to relaunch your brand, we'd love to, to do it. And we'd love to have, Oh, it. wow. And, That's know, pretty let, cool. Let's work on, on this together. Right. Yeah. So it was a much different story this time. Right. <laughs> and, and uh, you had street cred and yeah. Yeah. Something like that for sure. <laughs> um, and and you know, and and what's funny is the cigar industry really wasn't not was not hurting this year. I mean, there's a lot, and there's a lot of people that killed a lot of their sales goals this year. I think there's some arbitrary. And I don't know if it's obviously I've never seen the paperwork, but somewhere around three times as many cigars were imported in this year, um, if real. Um, but I know, you know, just speaking to all my accounts, you know, a lot of them were up or having some of the best months of their existence in business. Yeah. So. Um, uh, you know, these factories were that, that reached out, you know, knew me on a certain level, but, you know, just, you know, they, they wanted to be part of, or help me be part of something that I wanted to do. Right. And, and these were all kind of in relationships that I'd built over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was, that was kind of a sign. It's like, Hey, you know, we do this. So now yeah. with what I learned over the last three years, what I learned, you know, in my couple years where I did my thing, and you know, where I think things are headed, um, we just, I just, we just put a plan together and like, Hey, this is what we need to do. This is how, the, the only way I'm going to do this is if we can do this, 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 and this, and we can handle our own distribution and, you know, our own warehousing. I don't want to have to pay brokers. I don't want to have to pay, you know, and not have to pay, but you know, could could we rebuild this you know no outside sales rep kind of model and yeah. handle things over the phone with the accounts and relationships that I built over the last three years? Right. Um, so so far it's working. Um, you know I've reached out to a lot of a lot of uh, people that I've become really really close with in the cigar industry uh, that that either own or or run cigar shops across the country, um, and it's just been it the the instant like of course we'll support you send me the paperwork like and you know these are guys that aren't even trying the cigar yet 
but they 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 know that one where they know one and this is feedback from them that I wouldn't put it out what I feel is an inferior product or a, a piece of crap, right? But yeah. then also just they know that on on another level I will take care of them as a as a relationship builder that I am, right? And I've always said I'm a terrible sales guy. I'm a better relationship builder and I'm a better relationship kind of keeper, if that's a thing. Um and and anyway, the response has been, you know, phenomenal. So mm-hmm. um, oh, that's out. so yeah, I mean that that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh no, I appreciate it. And uh and and we're just having so if we can issues back, in the warehouse, right. like I said. <laughs> <laughs> if we can go back in time a little bit and talk about Voyage and that name and where that came from. Where sure. um uh tell us a little bit about that and then uh, maybe an update on that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so what's funny, man, I I I still have my my little cigar bible that I called it back in the day and I would just write write down any stupid idea or somebody's phone number that was in the cigar and this whole thing. And and I was like writing names down, all right? And uh what's funny, some of those names that I wrote down, I've actually come out with other companies, which I think is pretty funny since then. Um, oh, cool. And and I so the name of my cigar company is Baracoa. So uh, for the Anglo's Baracoa uh, cigar and Baracoa <laughs> is a, a city. Yeah, Baracoa. Uh, it's a, it's a city on the east coast of Cuba, and uh, it was actually the original capital of Cuba, and um, and it was where Christopher Columbus landed, uh, the first place he had landed in when he got to Cuba. And, um, and for me, it was just, you know, it was a really cool sounding name. The story was kind of interesting, you know, that this is where the kind of the genesis of all this, um, started. Um, so I, I knew, I knew that, um, but I just could not get a name and literally, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the morning. I just, I was tossing, I tossed in my, in, in my bed and all of a sudden it just came to me. I jotted up, jotted it down, went back to bed. And um, and got up the day and said, I, I told my wife, I, said, I got the name of the cigar and and the voyage was it. And for me, it was um, it's like this is my voyage into the cigar industry. Right. This is I we don't we kind of have an idea where we're heading. We don't know exactly what's going to happen when we get there. And that's part of the voyage. Right. Like that's part of your journey in life. That's part of your um that's the best that's actually kind of the best part of it right like it's like yeah. it's like um you know you you let's say you do a cross cross country trip right from i don't know texas let's say to disneyland right and you go to disneyland disneyland was cool but at disneyland you're talking about all the stuff you saw on the way over there right and and you have those mm-hmm. kind of stories yeah. to tell and and so that was kind of it and it was just super fitting and and um and then it was it was off to the races. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what it means to me personally, um, and that's what it means for you know, kind of for this cigar. So, if you look at the at the original artwork, well, or, or the artwork, the band has a um, old world map on it, um, and it actually has part of a compass on the top, and um, and even the Baracoa logo, the the B is the the background behind the B is is a compass also. Um, so, you know, that kind of goes into the tattoo, 
that I'm wearing this tight sweater, but is is a compass that is all healed up now. So I appreciate it. But and this is just the starting piece of, of what's going to be a, a full sleeve because I'm trying to be cool nice. now. Now that I'm 40. And uh, go out but, and uh, also, I was going to say, go out and follow Danny on Instagram because you can see him actually getting the ink. He's got some video and everything. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah, yeah, dude, your yeah. guy, he, those are solid. I've been watching Ink Masters. And if you guys haven't seen Ink Masters yeah. on Netflix, it's another. And now I'm like a super tattoo nerd. Uh, those are tight lines. It's beautiful shading. It's really good work. It's just a beautiful tattoo. Uh, for sure. No, yeah. Uh, I th- I forget his Instagram name, but it's like Alex. Well, if you go to that post, I, I tagged him in it, and you yeah. can see a lot of the, He does a lot more realism stuff, which is what we're going to end up putting kind of around this and, and all the way up. Uh, he does really, really good stuff, man. He's a young dude, um, and uh, uh, he's done my – He's been, he's done my brother-in-law's, both of his arms. So I, you know, I, I kind of knew he was, he was, he could do his, his shit. So, um, yeah. and he's actually been doing calligraphy too for like the last six years. So which, you know, like he has some really cool, like lettering and things that he's designed. Pretty awesome. Um, um, on here also is kind of our slogan, which is, is never settle. Um, and mm. and that for me, you know, and I've talked about, you know, what the compass means to me before. And it's it's just, you know, no matter what direction I we as a family kind of decide to go, you know, we're we're going to be guided by, you know, you know, the universe or our our uh, intuition and you know, and those are things that are kind of our life compasses, right? So um uh, mm-hmm. in our experiences obviously and, and the things that the things that we've screwed on in the past teach you also, right? So um, I don't know. I just, I just kind of love the idea of, of, a, of, of the compass kind of overall. Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, but tattoos all nice and healed up and, uh, um, nice. Uh, you know, and we got to talk later. I, we actually, I actually had a friend that was on that show, uh, season oh, one for of real? masters, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Season one, season one, episode five, which is actually pretty funny. But, uh, um, yeah, man. So of course, well, you know, and I, I, I've said this before or two, but the wiping down, and I cry about this a lot, the wiping, when they do some ink and then they wipe, that yeah. was as hurt painful as the tattoo. Uh, this is, this is, you know, means a lot to kind of me and us overall. And, and that was the reason there for that. Love it. So you were talking uh, before about um, how this time around it's really cool because you've got, you know, you've got factories and people from factories contacting you, pitching you instead of the other way around, which that in and of itself, man, has to feel just fantastic. But so does that, and that's one of the questions I had, does that mean that the, that, that, for this relaunch of the voyage that, that it's, we're going to be looking at a different factory and blender than we had the first, cause the first time around was La Aurora and uh, Manuel Anoa, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So is, are we going to be looking at a different factory relationship right. and blender relationship this time? 
Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, you know, I considered going back to La Aurora, um, and there was just um, from things that I had kind of heard and and my timeline and their timeline, uh, it just it just wasn't going to work out. Um, and I guess I could have made it work out if I would have stretched my timeline a bit. Um, but I just, I didn't want to do that. Plus, you know, yeah. one of the factories that I was able to talk to is, is it was, um, factory that I'm just, I'm really excited about. They have some really good and cool, interesting things coming out of there. Some highly rated cigars. They, there's, they use a lot of the tobaccos that I, I love. Uh, so it's, um, you know, William Ventura, the William Ventura factory in DR, which is run by Henderson Victoria. Um, and I don't know, I got on the phone with Henderson and we, we spoke for about an hour, hour and a half and really kind of just hit it off. And, um, he, he understood where I was coming from and he understood what I, what I was looking to do. Um, and you know, the cool thing about that factory is, you know, it's, it's trending up right now and, and, and they've got a lot of really good things going for them. They just opened a, uh, they expanded, you know, extended their, their, uh, footprint i guess i mean they they opened a bigger factory and so they have both and so now they, they can do about a little over two million stars a year out of there and um and there's people that are trying to do some work with them and he's just like look i i don't necessarily have the bandwidth right now to handle that to to handle a, you know smaller fans of these micro blends and, and things like that so um he had a lot of people on hold but with me you know, he, he told me, he's like, I'd be, I'd be super excited to work with you, man. I, you know, I've seen you out there and I've seen, you know, social media and, and, you know, the things you're doing. So let, you know, let's, let's get to work. So, you know, I had obviously my original blend and I, you know, I, I gave that to him and I said, you know, let's, let's try to recreate your version of this, you know, or, or the, the Ventura version of this, of the tobaccos you have available in your factory. And, um, and and he got to work and we got to work and man it's it's beautiful and the construction is is i, I honestly haven't had any burn you know i don't even want to say it. well i'm not gonna say <laughs> edit that out edit that out we're not live don't worry about it i'm just kidding <laughs> so it's we it's it's a lot it's it's better it's even better than it was and and for me yeah. you know the the boy the original voyage was exactly what i was looking for and and it could it could it blended well with with liquor you know with especially rum which was my favorite um or a scotch it could be your everyday smoke um and and it was just the medium body is Perojo wrapper right so it's um uh I, I i think we nailed it right so they're they're uh well they're done in production now they're just they're aging and i i honestly can't wait man it's it's gonna be a really cool um really cool when when people get a hold of it so well and that's that's got to be one of the one of the kind of tricky parts but also really sort of rewarding like you said that you know you've got this blend that was out a few years ago and you know you you got what you wanted out of the blend and it really you it hit the spot that you wanted to hit and then to come back after a few years and Mm -hmm. you know because you know the blends you know the blend is the blends and you can take all those same so-called you know, varietals of tobacco and ages and all that stuff and put this kind of wrapper, this kind of binder, this kind of filler and all that. But, you know, there's always going to be those nuances that, that, 
that you're like, okay, so we got to, even though, even though maybe the numbers on the page, the recipe is the same. Maybe there's a couple flavor notes that you're like, right. yeah, that's not quite where we're wanting to hit that. That had to be kind of an exciting process for you doing it, getting to kind of try to hit those same notes again. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, uh, well, there's kind of two things with that, right? Like, like you could, you and I could have the same ingredients and, and someone says, Hey, make, you know, a dinner that's, I don't know, I'm Puerto Rican, right? So it's like make rice and beans and pork chop, right? Like here's all the ingredients. And we both we both get into the kitchen and we both go to do it, but they're gonna taste different, right? I mean, it's just it's inevitable. Um and you know, three years later, a little more than three years later, removed from La Road, even to go back and depending on how the tobacco is now, it could have changed, even going back to the same factory, right? So um, I kind of instantly dismiss that, right? And and also it's like I I'm going to a new factory that that I love what they're doing, and I love the tobaccos that they have, and I love their quality, their construction. I, there's so much about this about uh, the factory and and Henderson himself that you know I'm just a, a big fan of. Why would I go in there and say, hey, I want you to re, re you know redo this exactly the way it was before? One, that's impossible. But two, I'd be dumb to think that, right? Um, so I said, you know, let, let's do it the a Ventura, like the way Ventura would use these ingredients. Right. And, and, yeah. and let's, let's build it. So, and then, and then also too, I mean, who I, I'd be, well, one, thankfully the cigar, honestly, I believe is better. Um, but even if it were, let's say it was worse or, or the, exactly the same, like who would believe like, no, like, listen, dude, no, it's exactly the same. Like you yeah. can't, you won't be able to tell the difference. Right. Like, really? Like, man, that's, that's weird. And even if I was telling the truth, even if I was a hundred percent right, nobody would, you know, it's just hard to believe. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it could have been, it could have even been one of those things where like you get, you get a, you know, cheap little bundle cigar and you put a, a Cuban, uh, cigar ring on it. You know, you put a Cuban band on it. You say, Hey man, try this. Like, Oh my God, that was phenomenal. It's like, Oh yeah, it's a $2 (laughs) stick. Right. There's, there's that perception is your reality. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so I just knew there was no, there's no reason at all to worry about, um, you know, recreating that or redoing or it, you know, not wanting to disappoint. And obviously I don't want to disappoint, but I knew if you, if it came from a place of, Hey, let's, let's, you know, I'm not a rookie anymore. Let's really, you know, take things up. Like let, let's, let's see what we can do here. Um, yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. know that, you know, when people try it, it's, it's going to hit, it's going to hit home. It's going to be great. So. So what's, um, give us, um, kind of the breakdown on the, the blend details on what smokers can expect, you know, for, for, you know, where, where it would kind of fit yeah. into somebody's daily smoking profile and, and also what's, um, uh, what sizes is the cigar going to be available in to start with? Yeah, sure. So, so there's, it's a Corojo wrapper. Um, uh, it's Ecuadorian Corojo and there's, there's some Ecuadorian Dominican and Nicaraguan in the fillers, uh, and, and an Ecuadorian binder. Um, and for, you know, just, I just don't really get into the blend other than, than the wrapper. Um, I kind of learned my lesson on that cause everybody's an expert. Yeah. But, um, so 
the Corojo for me always gave like this natural sweetness, right? And 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 on the on the cold draw, which is one of my favorite parts about a cigar, especially a cigar that yeah. I've never had before. The cold draw, I mean, I could literally take two, three minutes, four or five minutes, uh, just with it in my mouth and, and taking in those notes. There's definitely like cocoa or like you were talking about John McTavish, which is a cool dude. He likes you know, he says that's oh, cacao, which he's probably right. He's more <laughs> accurate than I am. Um and you know, there's, That's the Canadian there's, word. There's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's right at medium body. Um, and my my hope is that this one ages a little better. You know, a year or two later, uh, the original voyage for me. And maybe you know, a lot of people say, "Hey, this is still great. It's fantastic." And you know, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, for me, maybe it's like it was one of my kids, right? And like you know, when something's different with one of your kids when they walk in the house, right? It's yeah. like, nah, thumbs up, right? So, and, and that's kind of how it was. I'm like, ah, I lost a little bit of its umph. Um, so, you know, that that was going to be important to me too. Um, but you know, flavors burn, quality, consistency. You know, I, I can talk about all that, you know, right now. But the the proof will be in the pudding when it, when it kind of starts releasing and shipping out. Um, and um, three sizes this time. So I had two sizes before five by 50 Robusto, which is super traditional and a five and a half by 56 uh, Toro, which is kind of a, like a Laura or a special. Um, but this time um, I got, I get real nerdy with Corona's. So I love Corona. So I'm doing a five by 46 Corona, a five and a quarter by 52 Robusto extra uh, that I kind of like that. Is that a clap? I can't see, but yeah. That's a, that's um, a clap. I'm very and happy about six by fifty. All right, <laughs> and a and then a six by fifty four Toro that uh, you just have to have, right? So, um, those those are the kind of the initial offerings, and uh, and I'm I'm super excited um, uh, for for all of it. So, uh, the idea is, hey, we're going to launch this. We're gonna we're gonna get into the retailers that I've kind of already communicated with, and. And I, I, I don't want to grow too fast. Um, and so just kind of this, this slow city, you know, pace of, of growth. Um, but then also, you know, not too far down the line have, you know, another brand come out and another brand come out. So the trade, you know, the idea is if we go into a trade show, whatever trade show means next year, um, you know, to have at least nine to 10 different facings and offerings um, and still kind of keep it, keep it small for right now, but increase that you know fingerprint or that footprint in the yeah footprint not fingerprint footprint in in the in the humidors at, at the shops yeah. right so um yeah man it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be great man so uh super excited super excited that's about outstanding it. that's yeah we're excited for it when uh um when are we thinking that uh the first shops are gonna start seeing it and and uh is is there a good place for viewers and listeners to uh you know to get the lowdown on uh on shipping dates and availability yeah so uh we should start shipping to uh, our first retailer uh at the like the last week of uh january ish um with kind of a main launch event up in the northeast um We'll, we'll actually get as we get a little closer. We'll you know we'll announce you know what store that's going to be at. But it's we're going to get. It, it looks like it's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, we're going to you know 
pump a lot of attention to it and just kind of show that relaunch that um uh the return of the voyage the voyage continues whatever else you know kind of hashtags i've been using um and and that's and that's gonna be fun there so you know we'll start there but um yeah really look you know last week of january um first week of february uh for for that to finally land i for me the the boxes and if anyone ever wants to start a cigar company just get your boxes done uh first (laughs) (laughs) just do do your boxes first so uh that that's really going to be the only um thing that may change that but um, i've been kind of guaranteed they'd be done by the end of this month so um Yeah, so it's it's going to be great. Uh, and then I have the second event already down in here in Florida. They want they want kind of the Central Florida launch of it. And you know, a lot of these guys that I kind of help support over the last three years with, you know, you know, keeping their inventory going and and limited edition stuff that that I would give you know, we would be able to sell and give out and and, and help you know people uh, with to sell product and, and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of those people, they, they still remember that, thankfully, and they reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we we want in and, and sending me their customer information and, you know, and, and signing up already. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's exciting. I, I really, really, really can't wait. So. That's awesome. Very good. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's move <laughs> into our next uh, next segment. Let's move into this week's uh, smokabulary word. And guys, as always, smokabulary is brought to you by. AJ Fernandez, born and raised in Cuba. AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in orders to ensure superior quality. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, guys, this week's smokabulary word is hybrid. Mm, like a Prius. Like a Prius. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is just like a Prius. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we think of hybrid in the cigar world where, you know, there are so many different tobacco leaves and so many different varietals of tobacco. Tobacco is grown in so many different countries. You know, the fact is it's, you know, pretty much everything is a hybrid, you know, these days. And the cool thing is that, you know, black tobacco, you know, big leaf tobacco is that's used for premium cigars. It's pretty much all a hybrid of uh, uh, Nicotania tobaccum. It's, it's pretty much all a hybrid of that. And um, there's there's so many different, you know, things to play with. And, and, and I, I know that that Danny and so many other people in the premium cigar business, it's it's almost like can be overwhelming sometimes just thinking about all the different varietals of tobacco that are out there grown in different farms. You know, the same seeds grown in a different farm or grown in a different plot of the same farm or it's just crazy yeah. and so exciting and, and cool to learn about all the different ways that they grow tobacco and 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 now pretty much there's I mean there there are a lot of companies that still experiment with different hybrids uh, and you know for for you know developing different kinds of flavors and things but really a lot of what goes into it now is is trying to keep costs down 
for the, you know, in the end, it keeps costs down for the consumer. Like if they can make more robust tobacco plants that can stand up better to mold or insects and things like that, that's where a lot of the, the hybridizing comes in now where they put so much science and money and time into making these products or these, uh, these tobacco plants that, that can, can stand up to, you know, an infestation or something like that. Um, in the end, it'll it'll keep costs down for us as consumers. Uh, so you may think, hey, just give me my cigar and let me smoke it. But it is cool sometimes to think about, you know, the hybrid hybridization that goes into some of these seeds. Uh, because, man, if it, honestly, if it can save us, you know, even fifty cents on a, on a on a quality cigar from our favorite shop, man, that that'll that'll add up. You know, when we start buying boxes to stock our humidors so one a great example of that too that uh, people may be more familiar with is apples and all the hybrid apples that you know we've seen over the last 20 years that have yep. you know made its way into your grocery store um and and dogs you know uh you know like a, a you know a bulldog and a shih tzu <laughs> A bulldog and a shih tzu. Yeah, yeah, and you get a bullshit. <laughs> you know, things like that. Uh, yeah, that's so that's this week's vocabulary word brought to you by AJ, AJ Fernandez. Fernandez. And now it is time for Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> and as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Blackwork Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio, Oveja Negra brands provide smokers uncompromising bl- blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit OvejaNegraCigars.com to learn more. All right, Danny, we didn't talk to you about this before the show, but we play a little game here it's like a 20 questions um where i give a number and we gotta come up with you know between matt you and uh our viewers how these people died the the number (laughs) this year or the number this this week is twenty four thousand people annually die globally from this Holy crap, that's one of the biggest numbers we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Although I've been away for oh. a couple of weeks. So globally, so every year, 24,000 yeah. people die from this. Um, all right, as always, Danny, if Danny you have been ahead by a coconut. Ooh. We did coconut. Did we do coconut? Yeah, it was we one did of coconuts. the early ones. All right. Did we do coconut? So, yeah. yeah, we did. Um, it is not food poisoning. Not food poisoning. It is not nosebleeds. Maritime? Is it maritime deaths? Chad, you did are. Did he seriously guess it right he, off the? Not so. It's not on the nose, but okay. Go with that. Run with that. All right. So it's something. It's a correct-ish answer, but we're going. We are going a uh, little uh, deeper. Um, we did we do scuba diving? I thought we did scuba diving. Might have not seasickness. That that would be really weird. I threw up to death. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
is it related to is so is it is it the uh is it from the bends when you come up too Ooh. fast after scuba diving it is not twenty four thousand. that would be a lot uh scuba diving no chad did he guess it he got it commercial fishing yep commercial fishing. it is commercial fishermen wow. sea fishermen uh, claims about 24,000 deaths a year globally. Wow. So that's like the deadliest catch. That's the guys who fish for crab and yeah. and all the, the dangerous you know places off the coast yeah. of Alaska guess, and all that. So, and this was uh, surprising to me. Can you guess the, the deadliest waters where most of these numbers come from? Well, I would think it would be cold. The waters would be cold. I mean... Well, you'd be wrong. Really? Yeah, wow. I know. Um, okay, yeah, I was going to say it would be like North Atlantic where right. it's really cold, but yep. Um, well, then, well, shit. Where would it be then? Where's the most? Where are the most tumultuous waters like, on the globe? South of Africa? Nope. No idea, and I and I and I don't know the order or order of this. The only one I know is is the top, is the top area, um, and it is uh, the Philippines. Oh wow! For whatever reason, um, areas around the Philippines, uh, and I didn't have time to really research it and look if it's you know. Rocky bottoms that are taking boats down, or if it's really, uh, you know, but there's well, a lot of and islands. So part of it too, and this, when I, when I say this, please know that I have the utmost respect for all these, all these, uh, people that are out there fishing in these waters, but in, in, in areas like the Philippines, they don't necessarily have the most stringent safety regulations. This is true. Um, you know, they don't have OSHA or, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I would think that probably plays a part that maybe they're not going out in the safest condition. You know, but they're, you know, if you go out on a, if you right. go out on a safe boat that's, you know, been inspected and passes certain regulations and then you end up on really rough waters, you're at least ahead of the game before right. you get out there on the water. One, what we think of commercial fishermen here and when we're looking at deadliest catches, you know, deadliest catch and see their boats. But if you look at the boats that they're using in Southeast Asia, vastly different. Sometimes it's just one or two guys, you know, on this little thing that, you know, their grandfather carved out of a tree. And they'll be out, they'll be out in, you know, like five, five, six foot swells in a boat that's only... I don't know, 14, 14 feet, 14, 16 feet long. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that was this week's numero, numero de los muertos. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. I can't even take it. All right. Uh, so, Danny, here's, here's a little lightning round of some non cigar related questions. So, if you could hear the okay. thoughts of one living person, for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? <laughs> For 10 minutes. Uh, man, it'd be... I mean, I'd, I'd go 
Elon Musk because oh. you just kind of got to or um, man, I don't know. I've been I've been kind of hooked on Elon Musk over the last year or so. Not not like obsessively, but I know like you know he's into a lot of things, right? And he's kind of a smart dude. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, probably Elon Musk. Maybe Elon Musk after he's after he's completely blitzed out of his mind like he was on the Joe yeah. Show. <laughs> I'm a uh, Joe Rogan. That'd be Joe. that'd be really cool. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. While holding but a ten minutes, floor. you know. Yeah. My, smoking, while a joint, a smoking a joint, blowing a flamethrower. <laughs> you know, just everyday yeah, activity. Exactly. <laughs> we call that Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Danny, if you if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? <laughs> oh man. Um, geez, it's funny, man. I, I've never really been kind of a guy to get in fights. Um, I, I maybe I do, uh, like the, the here comes the boom or something. I don't know. That's the one that just kind of came to my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to be with no, you. That's a good one, no, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's, All right. you know, it's funny. It's cause, uh, when I'm in my heavy in my heavier days, I used to be people used to call me uh, Kevin James, or I look like Kevin James when I had a little bit more hair. And, and, whatever. and uh, so he made that move. So maybe that maybe that's why I came to my head. <laughs> Love it. All right, so uh, choose one of the following: you could hit a home run as a starting pitcher, you could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie or score a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. Uh, home run as the starting pitcher, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is my, my thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, and to um, be a starting pitcher, to be a starting pitcher, you want to, you know, it's a really great uh, salary. And then to hit a run to help your own yeah. cause forget about it. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if you're if you're a starting pitcher you already basically like won won the lottery and and you know it's just uh, a, in, icing. in yeah. spades then hitting a home run is like you know just the best yeah you work you work every five days basically <laughs> yeah all right one one more lightning round question if you could choose to yeah. bring back any fashion trend from the past what would you bring back? Um, man, there's a few. I used to love Jinko jeans. Jinko, wow. like kind of, wow. or Jinko. Yeah, remember, it was like it was like uh, everything was like sti- the stitching was like on the outside. Yeah, um, yeah. Z Cabricis were 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 funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing of of fashion from back in the days are the you know are the, the the old sneakers, which is kind of something they do now anyway. Yeah. Um, so I love that, but, um, uh, fan packs were cool back then. Um, <laughs> they're kind beepers. of making a comeback. I miss my beeper. Beepers. Are they? Fanny packs are making a comeback. Time. I want to see beepers make a comeback. Pager. Oh, ne- not necessarily fashion, but, Nextels, 
Um, oh, I wish my Nextel. iPhone had a Nextel button, which I know you can still do like yeah, voice. It's, it's just sure. not the same. It's not the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I miss it. But speaking of uh, fashion and stuff, can we get a little close up of uh, both your, your wedding ring, which I love, and that dope <laughs> bracelet? Uh, yeah. So this is, this has now become my, my wedding ring uh, because my wife approved. All right. So this is actually uh, the. Oh, nice. Um, it's a titanium called a town ring. And this is actually by Matt Booth. Uh, room 101 oh uh, sick. This is a, a, That's awesome. a gift from him yeah it's pretty dope and then Dude, um, so he gorgeous. actually gave me he gave me uh, another one well with him and my wife as a gift to me um is is another talon ring um that has some of these bars on it that actually is the matching to this bracelet so he had made he had made that that talon ring I, and i just i just don't have it on but um it has like lines in it. Look as, at those links. So the oh. looks just like, yeah. Dude, that is so sick. this was actually the very, the, the very first one he made. Uh, so there's the, and then it says room one hundred and one on the clasp on too. The, yeah. So there's a one hundred and one on on there, and then here it says room one hundred and one on it. I don't know how to nice. see it, but yeah. The, yeah, so this is actually the first one he made, and if you go to room101brand.com, you can buy it, and it is called the Sterling Silver Danny Link Bracelet. So um, nice. I love this thing. So I wear it all the time. That's so I, that, I mean, can, that is You can buy the Danny Link Bracelet. Yeah, so it's pretty dope. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I love all right. It. So, well, yeah, it's funny. Even my uh, dad, which is really weird, my dad complimented it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, dads aren't usually into jewelry. I've noticed that I, if I have any, if yeah, I, if I dad. ever accessorize, my dad's usually, my dad usually makes some snide comment like, what the hell are you wearing that for? What is, that's kind of weird. Looking. Did you go to Claire's this week? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so let's, uh, so Danny, each week we do, um, we do something that we call a notable smokable, which is okay. a cigar that we smoked recently that was interesting to us it could be something that we smoke for the first time in 15 years something that's been on the market a regular staple forever or something that's brand new to the market that that just kind of caught our interest um and for for me because i haven't this is my first you know cigar in in more than two weeks um i had to go back actually to the last time garrett was over here uh, on that sunday night at the end of november that we're watching football and he he got his hands on a stash of really old ass fuentes and i mean old at like 15 20 year old fuentes um and yeah. he hit me with one of those and it was uh an 858 yeah and it was just i mean it was a it was an old ass 858 fuente and it was the cello was super brown it was just delicious it was awesome so cheers to uh to Garrett for that great old cigar. Is there something you smoked recently, Danny, that, that kind of caught your interest? Um, yeah. I mean, and, and not just because, you know, they're kind of my factory now, but I, I, I picked, you know, I, I got a bunch of the, uh, Adventura stuff, um, like the Queens Pearl, which is like a, a Connecticut wrapper. It's just, 
it's beautiful and uh, the construction was spot on and it was perfect for the morning uh kind of a morning smoke it was a little longer than i typically do in the morning but um it, it was great um and uh in in older ones speaking of fuentes like i've done some like opus from like 99 and 2000 mm-hmm. um and then i remember for a little while famous smoke shop actually had some fuentes that they'd gotten in an auction from overseas that were from like the late 80s early 90s oh and, uh, wow we were there doing an event and they kind of told us about it and yeah they, they actually had them like sale in packs and for like 50 bucks for like five cigars Shit. and um, oh. so just speaking of old fuentes i mean that that was pretty wild yeah that was wild to the point where supposedly like Carlito called and said, Hey, don't sell those. We'll do an event or something. It was okay. wild. So just to be, I That's was like awesome. there to be able to part of that, which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah. And our local <clears throat> cigar group here in Minnesota, Minnesota Herf connection every year does a, a secret Santa and uh, you can, you know, either be a part of it or not. And, number of us uh, got together to do secret Santa this year and my secret Santa who I, <clears throat> excuse me, found out was uh, David Caban totally blew up my house with just the most amazing uh, pack of cigars. Um, and so I've been smoking a lot of Opus. Yeah. Uh, Dave, David is a huge Opus uh, uh, lover and, he he, yeah. Garrett showed me the, the the package that that he got sent for Secret Santa, and I, it was just, I mean, hats off to David because, um, man is ultra super generous. The that generosity was, in that yeah. package was uh, was fantastic. So a lot of Opus, a lot of Fuente, a lot of uh, Padron, um, but uh, probably the the favorite would be yeah, the a generous o- package. That's nice. It's yeah, a generous package. Love, who doesn't love a generous package? You know, <laughs> my yeah. wife does. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what I heard. <laughs> oh god. Oh. So, five minutes gets too late. What do I say here? Anyway. <laughs> so. So what, what was the what was the cigar that you liked? Yeah, what was, what was the, the cigar? cigar? It was in, uh, the Opus Twenty year. Oh, the Opus Twenty, yeah, with the blue the blue yeah. footband, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mild, definitely the mildest. I'm trying to get a, the green one. The, oh, the ones the Dubai from Dubai. Exclusive. Oh, oh yeah, I've been I've been hunting yeah, for yeah, it. Just, I almost I've, I almost pulled the trigger a couple months ago. I almost pulled the trigger on a box, but I I, I was like I can't spend. I can't spend whatever the hell it was twelve twelve hundred dollars on a box of cigar. I can't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not there uh, yet. I saw them for well when I, when they first got here they were like eighteen nineteen hundred. I was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was from a. Uh, it was from a place in that I that I. Every once in a while, I'll buy Cubans from this place in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And okay, uh, sure. they they put up some uh, some of the Opus Dubai editions at a very good price, and uh, nice. I may or may not still be kicking myself for not not buying one of those boxes, but I'll get over it. <laughs> will you? I will. I'll get over it. Um, all right. So, viewers and listeners, uh, give you guys an idea of what we have coming up to close out the year. 
2020. Uh, next week, we're going to have our first ever HBTC year in review show. This is not the cigar of the year. This is the year in review. So I told you guys that my, my wife gave me this awesome shadow box with the HBTC logo and, and did it upright. And, you know, it's basically just this, this keepsake that I, I smoke something and I popped a band in there and just let it sit. And so we're going to open up that treasure chest to next week's show and just, and basically it's kind of a snapshot because this year, obviously because of uh, coronavirus and everything, I've been working here in basically right where I'm sitting is also my home office. So I work throughout the day here in this office space and because of coronavirus, not being in my regular office, I can, you know, smoke more than I used to. So I was the guy who was smoking two cigars a day and I went up to a guy that smoked, you know, five or seven cigars a day. So the, there's a lot of cigar bands in that box and it's, it's, you know, it's not everything that I smoke throughout the year, but it's kind of a, I think it'll be interesting exercise because it'll sort of be a snapshot of the stuff that I smoke on a regular basis, kind of my everyday cigars. And also because it's also here in the studio, it's a lot of the stuff that we smoke from the different guests and things like that, that we had on the show and featured brands and stuff like that. So it'll be kind of an interesting exercise. We'll do that next week. Uh, And then the following uh, Tuesday night on the 29th, the, the closing out 2020, uh, we are going to reveal our picks for the top 10 cigars of 2020. So stay tuned for that. Um, Danny, give uh, give us a final plug, man. Where's the best place f- for us to stay up to date on the on the release of The Voyage? Uh, definitely my Instagram or Facebook social media is, is the best. So Danny Vasquez on Facebook or the underscore or the underscore Danny underscore Vasquez on, on Instagram. Um at Baracoa Cigar Co. Um, on Instagram is is the the company one. Um, I'm working on doing better with the with the company brand like I used to, um, but definitely my personal the underscore Danny underscore Vasquez on Instagram uh, is best place to follow what I'm up to and and, and release dates and, and events and stuff like that for for right now for sure. Awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much, you, brother, man. for spending your time with us this evening, telling us all about the relaunch of the voyage. We're excited. Mm-hmm. We're so excited for you, man. And we want, you know, nothing but the best for you and your family to close out 2020 and look for a huge, huge launch of, of the voyage uh, early next year. So we uh, we look forward to it. Thank you guys for having me on, man. This is great. It's been a while. Absolutely. It, it's, we been, should have done this a while. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah. So viewers and listeners, thank you guys as always so much for watching. Uh, If you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, give us a quick like, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, As always, if you guys have questions for myself or Garrett, you can email us directly on the website. How about that cigar.com. Follow us on social media at HBT cigar. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care guys. Thanks. Thanks guys.